0: Every day we hoistle in a Pilots and Pitards podcast.
1: Welcome to the Pilots and Pitards podcast.
2: Hey, this is Drew, the pragmatic cyclops of this podcast.
1: And I'm Jimbo, the anti-millennial, non-conforming, existentialist, pilot critic, and Kenny of the podcast.
2: Unfortunately, the magical, the motherfucking magical Miss Mo, master of pilots, Nobos, and spoilers, is on the move. Bigger, better things, but she'll be back with us soon. We love you, Mo.
1: And joining us today, we have editor and social media manager from the But Why Though community, Liz. And Liz, would you like to add anything else?
0: Hello. If you disagree with everything I say on this podcast, uh, you can at me at No One on Twitter. If you like what I say, I'm at Lizzie Lynn Garcia.
2: We have a small vocal fan community. They're very small, but very vocal. (laughs) And this is the podcast with nothing much ado about aircrafts and potentially everything to do with the first episode of a filmic series. Pallets and Petards is a proud member of the But
1: Why Though podcast community. Jimbo, who's sponsoring us? And today we would like to thank our special sponsor, Sweatpants, for this ad-free listening. So go thank and put on that old pair of sweatpants. Also, we would like to shout out a fuck you to Crooked Media for your crooked ads.
2: Yep. So contact us to sponsor a show or to slander a rival. And also, we don't like
1: Malcolm Gladwell either. Fuck you. So go ahead, Jimbo. What else? Our last announcement. If you enjoyed today's ad-free listening, then you owe us. We could stack never-ending ads and make bullshit statements about why we need your money But we don't. So pay your debt by telling someone about our podcast, listening to more episodes, and or giving us constructive feedback to improve our podcast. Yep. So if you
2: do any of that, any of this combination of those three options, we will call it even and your podcast karma will be back where it's supposed to be. Okay. So join us today as we cast judgment and determine if the brand new grim and gritty DC Universe TV show Titans will be hoisted or not hoisted. That is the question. And so, Liz, I feel like you have the most background.
0: I'm a huge DC comic book fan. I often write about comic books, and I write comic reviews. This show, this pilot, has been kind of jumping around for quite a few years now. It was originally pitched to TNT, who um, turned it down around the same time, I believe, that Gotham went to Fox, Uh, mostly citing that it would be way too expensive um, CGI-wise. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just a big comic book nerd.
2: Um so my background on this show was this there were like screen grabs and stuff like all over Twitter. People were dragging this show and it looked bad. Um but it was like the selling point of
1: the DC Universe app.
2: So I was kind of looking forward to it. What about you, Jimbo?
1: Yeah, I would say not much. I mean, I have a decent background with Batman for someone that's not super into comic books, but that's it. I mean, I've I've this this was my first titans anything i've never seen any teen titans i've never read any of the comics so we have a two sentence summary
2: four ish individuals with extraordinary abilities start to piece together a strange mystery involving dark supernatural powers and a teenage girl who is this teenage girl and why does robin hate batman tune in to find out if you should give a pile of crap and
1: jimbo what's our first segment like part one Part one, we're going to keep it spoiler-free. We're going to go into our low and high points, and we're going to evaluate the overall quality of the pilot episode. So, Liz, you're the guest, and you
2: are also seen to be the authority. So why don't you start us off? Highs, lows, in-betweens. What stood out to you about this pilot?
0: My highs, um, I would say, and this may be slightly biased because I do love, like, Batman's my favorite and all of his broken children are my favorite. So I loved Dick Grayson in this. Um, I really enjoyed Robin's character and I especially enjoyed his babysitting abilities with <laughs> Rachel, bless her little heart. She she she's had a rough day, but that was definitely my favorite part of the whole episode. I wish that was the whole episode.
2: But Jimbo, what did you think about that relationship?
1: Eh, didn't care that much to be honest. The show missed a lot of opportunities. And I I mean, I could start just running a gauntlet on low points. <laughs>
0: it's like a majority.
1: Oh,
2: yes. There, there are quite a few low points, and Jimbo even like went off script and like started writing in like non-colored font because he got so serious about these low points.
0: I will just say, like, to the both of you, I had to watch this twice. I watched it twice.
1: Same here. I also watched it twice. We take, we take our show seriously, Liz.
0: Why did we do this to ourselves? It
1: didn't get better on the second viewing.
2: Oh, I, I wonder if people are in suspense about whether or not this is going to get <laughs> today. No, oh,
0: no spoilers.
1: <laughs> Foreshadowing.
2: Yeah, I'll say this. We're kinda of ripping on the show right now, but I I a high point for me was that this show is thematically consistent. Um it, it took a turn, it was dark, but it never tried to get cute, it never tried to like deviate from that path, you know? Like some of the source material is not this dark, but you know, I would say this show made choices and at the very least the show is consistent with its choices. The
0: show made choices.
2: Jimbo, you're making a face at me
0: this feels like a low point that i'm just gonna jump into because why not um but this entire show just watched batman v superman and was like let's do that again despite not listening to any of the reasons the dceu has failed which has been tonality and the idea of equating dark tonality with quality which is the most ridiculous equation and like I have seen in my life, and I don't know what Warner Brothers is doing and why they continue doing this, and why Jeff Johns is still riding this train when he just rode the Wonder Woman train, which is the type of dark tonality that works so well, and it's like, where are you going? What are you doing? Are you lost?
2: Uh yeah, this this show kind of in my opinion learned some of the wrong lessons from the wrong places. I will say this, Liz. My introduction to Titans is like, as you know, I'm a very trashy '90s comic fan, so
0: Oh, for sure.
2: And there was all kinds of nonsense and craziness, but it was still
1: never this bad.
0: It never used like the color palette of navy blue and gray.
1: In the research I did, people high up in DC are talking about how they're going to do something new and different. And they kind of did the same thing that they've been failing with. So that's kind of weird as well. Like this is their big shot to open up their new media source. And they stuck with the failing recipe. Yeah, and that's disappointing because one
2: thing I really like about the DC app is, like, the huge library of their animated movies and Batman Beyond and Batman the Animated Series, which are, like, and Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, which is just, like, superhero perfection. Like, if you had to ask me what the pinnacle of, like, non-comics is, it's not the MCU, you know, which is still very good. Like, I would say DC Animated, I would put above MCU in terms of comics media that's not.
0: I would agree with that every day of the week. And I mean that's the reason I mean I purchased the DC app because I wanted that. I didn't purchase it for this. I can tell you right now I didn't look at those marketing pictures and go, oh boy, can't wait for that. <laughs> that was not what was running through my brain.
1: Do you have another high point to toss out there, Drew, before we just maybe continue down with the the waterfall of lows? Uh this is this
2: is this one's for you, Shrek Breath, because this is a high low. This show was not as bad as I thought it was gonna
1: be based on like all those internet
2: pictures.
1: That is maybe the second worst high point you've had in our podcast history.
2: (laughs) You watched the same show I did. So yeah, so that's kind of a high point. The show was not as bad because like the thing is the marketing was crazy on this one. And I know I'm on Twitter and I know Twitter is not full of sane people with good opinions. When Robin was like F Batman, like people online were just like, what is this? And they were acting like this was going to be the worst thing in the world. It was bad. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. In
1: context, I actually really like that line
2: it was much better in context than it was in like the trailer they released.
1: Liz, do you have another high point? And then then I'd like to maybe just jump into some some of these low points and move on.
0: I don't think it's really a spoiler because I don't know if there's any spoilers in this, but my high point that's kind of also a low point because it just made me laugh um, was when Starfire is talking to that weird, uh, or Corey is talking to that weird mob guy and he's like, I loved you. And she's like, I don't know who you are and i don't think i loved you i just started laughing i don't know if that's what was supposed to happen but that's what i did
2: that was like a higher point for me like i kind of liked what she was doing and whatnot but again this show made choices and stuck with them and i'll give them credit for that but yeah that was that was an interesting scene i kind of thought that was funny so maybe that was what they were going for <laughs>
1: I don't it wasn't really funny. It was kind of lighthearted, but I think it didn't really match the rest of the show. But this, this does actually lead into my last high point. So Anna Diop is, I think, the maybe most established actress and she is a, a very dark skin actress. And that's, and you almost never see a really dark skin female. Pro, uh protagonist and i thought that was really cool and especially good guy typically like the darker skin you are the more likely you are to be a bad guy can 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 you think of another fem- female protagonist as dark as her
0: the detective in sleepy hollow but i mean that show didn't go very far
1: cuz i cuz i can't off the top of my head
0: but i will say i know that she got a lot of terrible racist crap but i will say yeah, from starfire from when she's been drawn, especially if you look at her most recent solo series from Amanda Connor. Um Amanda Connor and multiple artists often draw Starfire with features you would see on black women. So when they cast a black woman, I was like, that makes sense. Starfire has features of that, but then people are racist and want to defend, I don't know, orange people. So that's a thing that happened.
1: I thought her as an actress was a very high point. She was very charismatic. I feel like she got screwed over really bad by giving such a just crappy writing. Her whole plot point is a a lazy writing, such a, okay, writing one-on-one. Don't give your characters amnesia. That's like, and then that's the only thing we know about her. Like, that's just such terrible writing. And with what she had to work with, she did great.
0: Yes, she did. I agree with that.
2: Her physicality was really good too. Like there were two really big fights in this pilot. You know, they were very different tonally, but I I liked hers. It it definitely like kind of like they both told stories, but I liked hers better. Uh, Jimbo, get in get into those low points. You want to you want to list them? Get-
1: yeah, what you want? Can I mean I mean can you guys maybe maybe just how about each of each of us call out one?
0: All the blood was CGI. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, last week, Druid called out the the CGI and Manifest being terrible, and I didn't notice. This week, I was watching Teen Titans on a half screen while I was doing other stuff on on the side, and I could tell how bad all the CGI was on a half screen on my laptop. I mean, it was, like, really bad. It was really
2: uneven, too, because, like, Robin got a lot of CGI. He got a lot of, like, benefit, and then when it was time for Starfire to have, like, her powers, like, to show her powers. Hers was probably the best one, I thought. Oh, hers was still bad.
1: Um, so bad,
0: it should be green.
1: Beast Boy was absolutely just gross. Like PlayStation One.
0: No, I, I definitely agree. I actually disliked Starfire's fire CGI because it wasn't green.
2: That's a very good point.
0: Her fire is supposed to be like it's energy bolt. It's not fire. It's green. She's from Tamaran. Let her have green fire. I'm not asking for you to change her skin. I'm I'm totally fine, but give me green fire. (laughs) That's a reasonable request. Um, I also, I didn't dislike the fuck Batman because I do believe Dick Grayson would say that, but I just, I feel like every time there was cursing or every time there was CGI blood, it was just like there for shock value. Like it didn't further the story.
2: Yeah, I I think there's a lot of, like, attempted shock value
1: in this pilot, and,
2: um, yeah, we'll come back to my thoughts.
1: So I'll just run through some of mine. Get in there. So I felt like this pilot took all the worst aspects of comic books <laughs> as far as crappy dialogue, exposition dumping, all the fight scenes are in dark alleyways, and kind of, like, all cliches, like, the detective that doesn't like his new partner and doesn't want a partner— and just kind of threw all that stuff together. And then my last thing I'll just add is it kind of had some symbols wasted, especially the the Christianity aspects didn't really lead anywhere whatsoever. So it's like why, like why force that symbol? I mean, maybe like maybe they'll come back to it, but yeah, I think
2: I think that comic books, especially like DC or Marvel style superhero comic books, really struggle with dealing with religion as like a theme or a thematic presence. And so if DC really did want to do something different. They could have leaned into that. And you're right. I don't think they did. What were you about to say, Liz?
0: I I always think it's hard to do religion when it's like these superheroes are facing gods like Thor. But I do think at the same time, if they really wanted to push, like Raven is half demon. She's demonic in nature. Then like push it. Go for it. Also, I mean, not to constantly compare this to the CW, but that's going to happen because as far as I'm concerned, this is a CW show. CW knows how to do horror. They produce Supernatural. So you can't sit here and tell me that this is the best horror you can put out for us.
2: And this is a Greg Berlanti show. He's the showrunner for Arrow and for Flash. So he's got the connections and the hookups. And I was just like, is this Arrow with blood?
1: I'm going on that one, Jimbo. You want to move on? Hoisters, we're going to move into our MVPs, and for any new listeners, this is the most valuable part of the pilot. And so I'm I'm just going to copycat Drew's, because I, so go ahead, Drew. I'll...
2: I think the most charismatic actor and the person who we get most invested in is the person who played Robin. I don't know the actor's name. I don't think I've seen him in other stuff.
0: He was in Pirates of the Caribbean 5, unfortunately, oh, and he was also in Gods of Egypt he's this poor actor he's cursed and he deserves better brett thornton
1: yeah that's if that's close enough yeah drew move on
2: he was a person who like i kind of believe it like jimbo's right there's a lot of cliches around him but his physical acting was good i did like his little relationship with raven and there was a really nice balance between detective dick grayson and robin so um i
1: thought he was my mvp yeah, just to, to piggyback off that, I, I did think that Anna Diop was the best actress in the show, but my favorite character is definitely Robin. He's really the only character that I'm even a little bit interested in. As far as characters, I could care less about any of the other, the other characters.
0: Dick Grayson's like one of my favorite comic book characters, and I think the, the dude looks like Dick Grayson.
1: He has the appearance for sure.
0: I feel like if that dialogue was given to someone else, I might have hated it, but I didn't hate it as much as I could have, and I have to give him props for that, because the the weather in Detroit joke was really bad. That didn't land. Um, But my MVP uh, is a little bit of a spoiler, but Beast Boy at the very end, because I too, if could turn into a tiger, would also steal a video game from a Best Buy.
2: I liked Beast Boy. Yeah, Beast Boy was again not as bad as the internet led me to believe.
0: I feel like nothing as bad as the internet. Pretty bad leads you to believe, uh, except for Jimbo apparently thinks it's really bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they used some nice color palette tricks to like cover up a lot of things that looked bad in like leaked set photos. And I don't know
1: what the internet said about Beast Boy, so
0: I don't know. But I can tell you what some Starfire stands said to me. Jeez, I haven't haven't dealt with any Beast Boy stands, but I'm sure they're out there. They'll find. They'll find me any day now.
1: All right. So we are going to move on to the moment before the moment we've all been waiting for. Are we going to continue to watch Titans? No, I'm not. No <laughs> way. Don't care. Liz has to. She writes reviews and recaps for <laughs> I was her about website. To
0: say. My answer is yes because I have to because of. But why though? But my other answer is yes because I hate myself. Go on. It's Dick Grayson. I have to support him. I, it's gonna hurt, but you know, I guess you you do things for the people you love.
1: <laughs> yeah, Liz. Liz is suffering from a nobo big time. And for Liz, and maybe any new listeners, that is a nostalgia boner. Her her Dick Grayson nostalgia boner is it's true. Is running rampant and cl- clouding her judgment.
0: It hurts. Been more than four hours.
1: Call a doctor.
2: i'm not gonna rewatch this i am gonna enjoy reading liz's recaps (laughs) i I have other things happening
0: i appreciate the view though guys for taking the bullet give me the view on my article appreciate that
1: (laughs) all right hoisters now the moment we've all been waiting for to hoist or not to hoist that is the question and now we're gonna cast judgment is this a good pilot or is this a bad pilot go ahead drew this is
2: a bad pilot um this thing is all over the place um i was willing to listen to everyone <laughs> cuz i was like i appreciate the ambition you know in some cases in some places they were trying to do something but the more that we talked the more i was like this just takes the worst aspects of dc media that i don't like and puts it all together you know in a property that i really enjoy like oh my god my trash love of titans when starfire and dick grayson's wedding is destroyed by raven like that was like one of my first comic books i bought and so my titans love runs deep this is shitty so (laughs) hoist
1: hoist yeah this is a hella hoist liz you're gonna join us on this
0: yeah don't don't be like me don't don't watch this show (laughs) save yourselves the dc app is great it has an amazing comic book library including i believe a few teen titans runs read those instead
1: all right, so by unanimous decision, the pilot episode for Titans, titled Titans, hoisted.
2: Ouch. Part two.
1: We're going to spoil everything in this section.
2: We will spoil everything in this section, that's true.
1: <laughs> so, hoistlers, we're going to jump into part
2: two. This is a filmic analysis and interpretation of the pilot, and this is also known as the Mo Zone, because spoilers run free. All right. If you want to go watch the pilot and then come back and join us, that's something that you could do, or you could just keep listening if you're kind of lazy like that.
1: Yes. And so our first section is going to be our Crab Man award. Hey, girl. hey Crab Man. This will go to a character with very little screen time that's giving way more than they're taking. Typically, very small amount of screen time, very large contributions. I have a potential Crab Man, but for the most part, I kind of thought the episode was pretty crabless. So my funny one is that Best Buy rent-a-cop, why does he have a gun? Why
2: why does the Best Buy have a security guard at night? And then why does he have a gun? America. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, right afterwards, I wrote Trump's America. That was at least amusing,
1: because <laughs> this... Tell me you would work the night shift as a security guard at Best Buy in Detroit and not carry a gun.
0: They weren't in Detroit. They were in Oklahoma. <gasps> You're right. They were in Ohio. Or Ohio. Yeah.
1: Well, the the rest of the show was. My bad.
0: That's not true. Starfire is in Austria? Because why not?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, because it, it costs very little money to, like, shoot in California and then to write Austria <laughs> in the bottom right-hand corner of the of the screen. <laughs> the screen. You're right. Yeah, why does that Ohio rent-a-cop have a gun? Like, okay, there you go. That was at least amusing for me. So maybe he didn't, like, add a whole lot to the story. But at the very least, I um that was interesting. So,
1: Boom. Okay, so I'm I'm going to throw out a another crab man nom- nominee and I'm going to say Batman. He has no screen time. He's doing a lot of the heavy lifting in the show and I think he's deserving of a crab man.
0: What heavy lifting does he do?
1: He's like that
2: person that everyone refers to when they're like Dick is an asshole because of his last partner.
1: I guess it's not that heavy of lifting, but he's he, I mean he's doing the only lifting, I guess.
0: You do actually see him. You see his hand. Wait, what? You see Bruce Wayne's hand. When? When, whenever uh, Rachel and and Dick Grayson like hold weird hands, and she does her empathy thing. Oh.
1: Yeah, there's like a flashback.
0: Bruce's like, "I'm here for you. I'm going. To, I find random orphans on the street because I'm lonely." And then he enrich, <laughs> and, and you see his hand. I think they are gonna eventually have Batman in this show. I'm um, I'm sure it'll be discount Batman. So I guess just green arrow from Arrowverse.
1: My reasoning for saying that it was heavy lifting is because I th- I feel like the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson is the main reason why I found Robin's character to to be compelling and so I felt like that's that's like the one thing that that kind of got my interest in the show. So I considered that the heavy lifting.
2: I would say instead of maybe heavy lifting, I would call it a presence. You know, like Batman has a presence in this pilot, even though you're right, there's just a little hand.
0: That word that word fits better with the overall just tonality of this, where it's some spooky presence.
2: What about you, Liz? Where are you at? Crabman, Crab Guard, Crab Presence Wise?
0: I mean definitely Best Buy Renicop. That one was high up for me that man is scarred for life. And I really feel for him. If I'm going to be honest though, I think my favorite absolutely useless purse is with a weird mo- mobster who told Starfire, he loved her. Cause that was hilarious. Kovar's is my winner. I've decided, I've decided thinking it over in this moment.
1: Drew, have, have you uh, swapped over to uh, the Batman crab man yet? Possibly.
2: I like, I like Bat presence if we're willing to ship that way. And Liz, I do want to tell you something in my research, I don't think from... It might have been from your article, but it was someone's article. Did you see a thing about um, Kovar is the same character name as, like...
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
2: I read two articles, and one was good, Liz's, and then the other was weird.
0: So it was like a nod, I guess, to Titans fans. It's a, it's a reaching nod, but it's there.
1: For part four, we're going to have tard trivia. If any of our hosts tonight... Answer a trivia question; they will get that point. Since I am the judge, jury, and host of Petard Trivia. Oh, and Liz, in case you didn't know, you're you're playing Petard Trivia later.
0: That sounds great. I'm sure I will fail at it, like every other trivia game I've ever played. That's
1: how Drew always does it. Drew yeah. invites guests, <laughs> doesn't tell them that they're going to be in a a very prestigious competition later on. Prestigious. He typically loses to uh, the guests, though. So I'm I'm like six and four. So Most of your wins, I think, came against Mo. And you. Okay. <laughs> and me. Yes. <laughs> I think you're more like eight and 7.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, that's a number I made up. Liz, whenever we hit a little impasse, we all give our secondary vote to someone else's crab uh, man, crab person, crab X. So I'll start things off. If no one's going to come around to that Best Buy Rent-A-Cop, which is more just something funny than necessarily contributing to the show. But I was like, why is he the gun? Trump's America. I would go with the Bat Presence. Crab, crab person is like a little bit going a long way.
0: I feel like as as a giant Batman fan, I really should probably give it to the Bat presence because I mean that is my favorite superhero.
1: <laughs> By unanimous decision, our crab Man award is going, or our crab bat award is going to Batman
2: crab presence. <laughs> crab noises.
0: He's taken on a new a new uh, persona.
2: All right, so we're going to jump into the next part of the show, which might be a better place to talk about the Best Buy Cop. Um, this is the literary analysis of pilot plot and characters. Um, so anything in the show plot-wise we want to talk about, dissect, spoilers can run free. And I want to start things off by asking, who is this for?
1: Great question. It's not for kids.
2: Kids on the internet hated this. Um, and they hadn't even watched it yet.
0: Kids on the internet had hate, every, hate, hate, like, hate everything that's not like Five Nights at Freddy's, so that means nothing.
2: Old people on the internet hated it too. Um, But yeah, I feel like we touched on like the weird DC Snyderverse aspects of this show mixed with like the not tone of this show as a comic. So I feel like you're alienating DCEU people who are like the hardcore, everything's got to be grim and gritty people, but you're also alienating like the Titans people who grew up with this. Like, help me out, guys. Who's this
1: for? I think it was trying to piggyback off of Marvel's success with the Netflix shows But it just kind of I mean, it was trying to, I guess, emulate them. But in doing so, just missed, I think, what their fan base liked about Titans.
0: I agree with that.
2: Do you guys see something worthwhile here? Because like I was kind of thinking, why isn't this a Nightwing show? You know, like the tone might work and the story might work, you know, like it's there and the actor's good. So, I mean, it's I don't know, it's missed opportunities, in my opinion.
0: Pseudo politic, why this isn't a Nightwing show. Okay, so a while back when Smallville was being pitched, there was a very similar show to Smallville that was pitched, and it was a Batman Smallville type show, so with Bruce Wayne. And they turned it down because they said Batman Begins is happening. And I'm imagining because there is a Nightwing movie on the blocks, and there are still Bat movies on the blocks, that they're very hesitant about making Dick Grayson the solo character and anything. Even if they still do multi-universe and they have two flashes and maybe they'll eventually have two green arrows. But I think someone at marketing who probably is from the old world is like, we have to be very careful.
1: Yes, true. And and you know the answer to that question. The answer is always money.
2: Yeah. I got to feel like a good Nightwing show that's like three seasons long is going to do better than like this one season wonder.
1: The Nightwing, this is what it should be because, I mean, that was our MVP.
0: One season wonder, it already got renewed before it actually aired.
1: Are you fucking serious?
0: Yeah. I don't know how that works on streaming services. You renew things before the first season drops.
2: I guess if you get enough people jumping on. But those numbers are internal, too. And so the thing is, I know that Netflix like keeps a huge lid on like what their viewership actually is. So, I mean... I guess DC app or DC Universe is looking at it, but I don't know where I saw it. I should cite like a statistic or something, but I, I thought I saw somewhere that like a very large number of DC uh universe downloads were for the one week free trial. So I'm wondering what their paid subscriber base is.
0: I know that it's not as big as they initially hoped when they launched.
1: Alright, let's let's move on. Let's talk about Raven's power set, Liz.
0: Raven is an empath. She, she's very empathetic and that's part of her power. So she can control emotion. She can make you feel things. But like her nightmares in the start of it when she sees like Dick Grayson in the circus just kind of confused me because she has no connection to this guy. So like is she also able to tell like the future or like have glimpses of different times?
1: So I had a similar question because in the interviews, the creators were talking about grounding the show in reality or trying to find a balance between reality and the supernatural. I didn't feel like the show was grounded in reality at all for 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 that same reason. I mean, it starts off, can she see the future? Because that's not reality. The whole show is kind of, the plot is all kind of based off supernatural things going on. We have a character with amnesia that becomes fire. We have another character that is an empath. I guess that's
0: empath there's a word that yeah there you go i was saying the wrong word that's on me
1: oh uh, yeah her her powers
2: are all over the place like um and she's this weird ring thing that she does when she gets angry it's like hulk like kind of like don't make raven mad cuz then she'll kill you um
1: yeah everything was like very inconsistent and very inconsistent especially around like just building suspense she could have very easily gave dick grayson an insight into who she was, and he would have protected her instead she does nothing, gets kidnapped, and then kills someone so i mean like it's just it's just a scheme to build suspense, and I hate that.
0: This is going to be a very weird like draw because Suicide Squad is a really terrible movie. But I feel like Enchantress June Moon versus like the Enchantress is almost better than Raven and her like demon because Raven dresses the same whether she's in demon form or not except demon form looks like she took a shower in her mascara like it's just there's there's the there's no dichotomy between them and this idea that like like yeah she's having an identity crisis of i don't want to accept this evil inside of me but i feel like it it should be shown more like she should not that she doesn't dress normal she dresses like a hot topic kid but doesn't every hot topic kid want a demon inside of them i don't know i just i just felt like the dichotomy wasn't there
2: yeah and it also seemed like there's this real creepy undertone with raven's story about just like Teenage girls getting kidnapped and teenage girls being vulnerable and teenage girls like almost getting abducted and horrible things happening to them. That to me, it's not the same thing as suspense. You know, it's just more like this real creepy undertone that I never particularly enjoyed and always kind of like made the show not necessarily grounded in reality, just more like kind of icky. My other crapping award was like that lady at the shelter who was obviously going to abduct her and kill her.
0: If you're going to do very vulnerable teenage girl. Go the 11 route or Laura from Logan, like just make them killers cuz that's my favorite superhero genre is tiny girls who just destroy people. But that's not the route they went. They went this like weird I'm an emo kid. I cry to the maybe the oddest music choices in the history of television is a song about alcoholism while Raven is driving in a bus away from her dead mother.
2: (laughs) Uh, Raven's whole thing was just all the replacement thing is that storyline and that beat, yeah, if you'd made her much younger, like, that could have been the easiest one to nail because, like, who wouldn't be sympathetic, you know, and who wouldn't see that? And, like, also, like, a young actress could, like, really push those emotions and stuff, but, yeah, I think by making her a little older, everything felt creepy and predatory and... Just kind of missed the mark.
1: Yeah, she wasn't developed very well. A lot of things happened to her and around her without really developing her character much. I agree with that. What else you guys got? Okay, I have I have a lighthearted one. Oh, yay. Corey goes back to the hotel. She doesn't shower or change her clothes. She's dressed like a prostitute. What's going on?
0: Well, there's this thing called budget and the marketing photos could only afford the one outfit so for the first three episodes of Titans, (laughs) she only wears the one outfit and and listen three episodes listen those shoes i i kind of want to get a pair because apparently they're comfy if she can do all that in them but they're really gosh are ugly and who is wearing suede with a knockoff silk (sighs) i have feelings about that outfit that we don't need to talk about it's bad
1: she's running from people for her life hiding in mud behind a tree and then she kills a guy. She doesn't even take a shower.
0: Also, why doesn't her clothes burn off when she is on fire?
1: Hey, at least Beast Boy was naked.
0: Yes, this is true. I appreciate that.
1: Same here. I'm tired of, of shapeshifters being able to change their clothes. What the, how? Hulk pants.
0: Everybody gets Hulk pants.
2: Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that thing with Beast Boy at the end, I was afraid he was going to like pull his hand away and be shot. And shit. And I was like, no, like Beast Boy doesn't need artificial drama. So I'm glad that like Beast Boy just got his video game and went home. That was that was good. That's a good MVP.
1: I love that he ate it, because tigers can't hold video games and run.
2: <laughs> nice. I might have
1: missed that part. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then he puked it out before he before he switched back.
2: <laughs> oh my god. I was so burned out by the end of the second time I watched this. I was just like, time's coming.
0: Beast Boy though, when he changes back, which is I guess different from the comic, he's still like Ryan Potter. Like he's he's not green. His hair stays green.
2: I thought he was green. I thought it was weird lighting. I guess you've watched three episodes, so maybe you know.
1: I don't know what you guys are talking about, but he wasn't green. Oh, that's annoying. Lazy.
0: He looks like he's going to cosplay as the Joker. Like he's he's still real pale.
2: Garbage Jared Leto Joker
0: damaged jared Leto joker because i can't tell you show you i'm damaged i must tattoo it on my face
1: i have one more maybe the answer is somewhat obvious but do do we want to talk at all about why grayson leaves gotham and here's a quote from the show he says uh i admired him at first he's talking about batman and then i had to walk away i was becoming too much like him do we so I, i i thought that was maybe worth uh a character analysis
0: um, I do know it's been confirmed that this Batman kills, which that bothers me, but whatever. Um, so I don't know if that's what he meant. But at the same time, he killed all those dudes, so he's not doing too great.
1: I don't know if he killed him. He was pretty brutal, but he it looked like he intentionally fired the gun above everyone. So I I don't know. he And he snapped an ankle. I mean, he was doing some brutal violence, but I don't think he actually killed anyone. He rubbed that guy's face on, like, broken,
2: like, uh... What's it called window two?
1: It's not a mortal injury, though
0: it's not a mortal combat finisher,
1: yeah, dude. you're gonna need some stitches, but you're gonna survive. You're not even gonna bleed out from that that
2: was kind of that was probably my most disliked part of this pilot was I thought that that like that fight was like gratuitous and gory for like shock value, and to like prove a point, I didn't particularly enjoy it, the thing that I kind of like about comic book Dick Grayson is. That even when he, like, leaves Batman, like, he has, like, that, like, nice, you know, he has, like, kind of a carefree attitude. Like, he has, like, a really cool, like, not um, Spider-Man-esque, but he kind of has, like, all the optimism of Spider-Man with none of the baggage, even though he is also, like, a child soldier orphan. And so it was a good performance, but I do kind of like my Dick Grayson as um, an alternative to Batman in terms of being lighter and more lighthearted as opposed to, like, being jaded and dark. So not my
1: favorite thing. I have a comment to that, but Liz, do you want to add?
0: Well, I I definitely agree with that. Um, in the comics, Dick Grayson is actually my favorite Batman because he is a Batman who smiles, and it's hilarious. I I, I wonder if they'll eventually get to the lighthearted side because I mean, initially when Dick left uh, Bruce to become Nightwing and kind of full time be with the Titans and full time be at Bloodhaven, he was he was a little sour, you know. Um, but he did eventually bounce back to his dick grace self. so i i agree with drew i would like to see that at some point since i have to continue watching and maybe it'll get better
1: i think that a uh, violent fight scene in uh, the alleyway worked for me because it does kind of show why he left like why he did admire batman and why he doesn't now and why he doesn't want to be like him he i mean like he's watching himself on the news and he's he's kind of disappointed in himself and i I feel like it was besides just being a kind of a cool fight scene that that was almost a high point for me and i felt like it did develop his character it was more than just just what drew said for uh unjustified violence that aspect of
2: the like I guess, logic of the show kind of bothered me because they were like, they're like, hey, it's Dick Grayson, that guy who left, you know, Gotham City, and now he's a detective in Detroit. He got here a year ago. And they're like, hey, it's Robin. He's, like, fucking shit up in Detroit. And he used to work in, like, Gotham. Like, look at that guy go. And I'm like, no one thought anything about that in this room full of detectives that he works with.
0: In DC comic book world, if I took off my glasses i would be a completely unrecognizable person so you have to you can't you just gotta let that go i'm not saying that anything else is like unforgivable but that is absolutely forgivable like that you can't get caught up on that bullshit
1: and that's a absolutely terrible costume
0: see robin's the only costume i liked
1: yeah, sorry. As a disguise. <laughs> yeah. No, his his was the best costume.
0: At least they didn't give him scaly panties.
2: It was definitely a Tim Drake style.
0: It looked like a Tim Drake in like Batman Arkham verse Robin.
2: Cool. So Mo, we do it for you. Um this is the put it anywhere guys quest for the best. And Jimbo, you and I discussed this beforehand. Uh Liz, throw throw some thoughts in there if you want, but this is a bad pilot. This should feel bad.
1: Yeah, so Hoisters, this this is our quest for the best and worst pilot ever. We have a live listing on our website. Go to our website. Check out our, as of this listening, 53 pilots are on our list. It's a very impressive list. And the pilot for Titans is going to be towards the bottom. So yeah, what what do you think, Drew? Below Wonderfalls?
2: I might have to say below Batman Beyond. What do you think about that? Because there was genuine moments of enjoyment in Batman Beyond.
1: I really liked the Batman Beyond intro, and this intro was absolutely terrible. Oh, we never even talked about how weird and bad the intro was.
0: They were all screaming, like they knew too. Like, run away.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We gotta go back and edit the low points. Why did we not talk about how weird that was? That was in my, you know,
1: manifest of low points. Manifesto, yes.
0: No, it was very odd. I agree with that. Oh, it was weird.
1: I might even put it below Allie McBill. It's definitely above Alex Inc. It is
2: above Alex Inc. Alex Inc was so bad.
1: Let's toss it in, man. The new 50. Cool.
2: The new number 50, Titans.
1: Wow, I didn't know it was going to go that bad for Titans, but that's what you get.
0: That hurts. I'm sorry, Warner Brother, but you did this to yourself.
1: Yeah, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. No,
2: this was not an accident. Hoistlers, <laughs> welcome to Part three. <laughs> This is where we're going to go outside the pilot, but we'll talk about some related themes of the show or the series, or just things that we thought about or talked about um, while we were watching it. So, uh, welcome to the stage. This is the Stormy Daniels, Dangling Threads
1: of Interest. Drew, do we have any Stormy news this week?
2: We do, actually. Um, Stormy's uh, defamation lawsuit against Donald Trump was dismissed in a circuit court in Texas, so Donald Trump got on um twitter and said that stormy daniels has a horse face and she will answer for what he did so it seems like every week there's another update to old stormy and uh liz the funny thing is um this segment is named after mo talking about stormy daniels having some dangling threads and jimbo did not know who that was when we first brought it up
0: such a naive moment that was probably ruined for her i appreciate that I can't decide if Don, because Donald Trump has said that he dislikes dogs in the past. He dislikes women, and now he dislikes horses. Uh, my favorite part of like that tweet were the amount of like horse advocates who were upset.
1: They, they are a, a quiet majority. Okay. And Stormy, the thread that keeps dangling. Thank you, Stormy.
2: We we will <laughs> retire this thread hopefully sometime before twenty twenty. Okay.
1: No, it goes as long as Stormy goes, and I don't. I don't see her dying anytime soon. That's fair.
2: Okay. So Liz, do you have a dangling thread of interest from this pilot? I have a long running conversation slash argument with a good friend of mine about Watchmen and to a lesser degree, the Dark Knight Returns. And he kind of thinks that they are like the onslaught of the Grim and Gritty and that they're standing as like, you know, quote unquote, like best comics or whatever is very influential comics um We should kind of take them down a notch or two because of what they did. I still think they stand up as like really good comics in and of themselves that are doing really interesting things, and it's not their fault for what came after. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, am I being clear about this dangling thread, or I can clarify, or we can move on? I don't think it's Watchmen's fault that everything that came after it learned the learned the wrong lessons.
0: I agree, I agree with uh, that. I will say, I I love Watchmen. I do not like The Dark Knight Returns, but I. I appreciate what it is and I know it's history and I respect that. I think Watchmen should be next to a lot of great American novels and should be taught in AP literature classes across the country because I have a problem. Um, But I do agree. And I think it's actually the lesson that Warner Brothers movies kind of took from the Nolan movies. They took the grim and gritty, but they didn't take the quality. And grim and gritty is just dirty if it doesn't have quality.
2: I think that, like, that's what they took from Watchmen. Like, I think that, like, the really cool part of Watchmen is, like, the deep psychological examination of, like, what would people with superpowers actually be like? But then people were just like, oh, this is, like, mature because there's, like, a rape scene and because, like, there's all these, like, horrific things happening and stuff. And so that's kind of what people took away. And. I hate that. Like, I do think that, like, I actually teach, like, a class where we do read graphic novels, and after I send home, like, some, like, parental permission slips, I do have eighth graders read Watchmen, and it's kind of a mixed bag, but some students, like, really, really get into it, and I don't think it's because of, like, you know, the violence. You know, I think it is, like, a really strong story that does things that superhero comics before it didn't do. What do you think, Jimbo?
1: I uh, completely agree with Liz. Watchmen is straight-up literature, and I would say it's the only graphic novel I've read where I'm like, yeah, this could be put alongside like great American novels. There's a few other graphic novels that I appreciate. I mean, Watchmen is just excellent. And I feel like when I did read uh, The Dark Knight Returns, I don't know if I was just read too much Alan Moore at the time, but I just felt like it was like the same old thing. You know, like Frank Miller and Alan Moore just, just took that dystopia and kind of negative aspect of the future and just kind of really beat it to death. And so by by the time I read Dark Dark Knight Returns, I just didn't really appreciate it or like it. And maybe it would have been a lot better if I would have read it at the time, and it would have been more groundbreaking in the context of coming off of, like, 70s comic books. But
0: I don't like Frank Miller. Me either. So it's not my favorite. Also, Alan Moore is a hit or miss for me. But at the same time, I understand what Frank Miller was doing, but I'm never going to forgive him for All-Star Batman, so...
2: It's a really, really, really bad comic.
0: Oh, man.
2: It's a really, really, really bad comic.
0: You know what, Titans? Thank you for not making Dick Grayson eat rats. So, that's a high point that we can can put back in there.
2: (laughs) Seems like we're all kind of on the same page, but yeah, like, I actually... It's one thing to mess with me because I was I was watching Watchmen, the ultimate director's cut, like the four hour version, because it was on Amazon Prime. And Amazon does that thing where um, it shows the x-ray and it'll show you like the director's commentary or little information bits about it. And apparently like Scott Snyder, not Scott Snyder, Zack Snyder walks around like sets with the comic book source material and he forces his actors to do the same. And that kind of explains a lot of Batman versus Superman stuff going on there. Mm. Strong feelings over here.
0: I fell asleep, and then when I woke up in that movie, there were, like, the Flash was there, and we were in the desert. I was very confused.
1: Yeah, I also fell asleep. I don't remember where I woke up. It, I didn't continue, though.
0: <laughs> I was in a movie theater. I paid money. All
1: right, let's 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 maybe make one last dangling thread. Raven's powers are mental illnesses. You know, she's checking a lot of boxes as a schizophrenic, and they're just pr- kind of turning that into her superpower you guys, you guys have any uh, thing to say about that?
0: They gotta tread lightly on that. Listen, I suffer from anxiety, but I, I'm not as mentally ill as other people out there, but I am a very big part of the Spoonie and disabled community, and I can tell you a majority of the disabled community absolutely despises Gotham because of the way it treats mental illness.
1: Yeah, Gotham's really bad about it.
0: And I'm gonna be really sad if this walks that same line
1: i'll also say this
2: like comic books in general but dc in particular has a pretty bad track record of assigning or like aligning mental illness with women and superpowers um it tends to not happen to dudes and bros as much um but does tend to happen with like women and also marvel too because like scarlet witch and like house of m is all about like you know scarlet witch not being able to handle her grief you know, and thus, like, destroying reality. So it kind of seems like there's also, like, a gender equity aspect there that's not really balanced.
1: This show was definitely doing that. Corey's dressed like a prostitute, so she's, like, not being depicted in a very positive manner as far as being a female. And then Raven...
2: Almost gets, like, molested and abducted, like, a couple times.
1: The gender stereotypes aren't going too well in this pilot episode, whereas, like, Beast Boy is... Your typical teenage boy that wants to just steal a video game, and Dick Grayson's like a pretty boy detective that doesn't like people that much. He's shredded. Oh yeah, super ripped. Like yeah.
0: Um, I did enjoy that. That was a high point.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Mo would have loved him so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can make her watch it, and she'll just be like, "This wasn't worth it. This was not worth the abs." I will say, in regards to Raven and the scene on the school bus. Why? That was unnecessary. Stupid. If you're going to do a pseudo-attempted like sexual harassment, sexual assault, walk a line. What are you doing? And the worst part is DC, especially DC shows, has such a high female viewership. Very high female viewership. I, I think people forget that, and they just don't care, and it- it's sad.
1: If that's the case, which I did not know, they need to portray women in a lot better light. They're, I mean, they're going to win. If you already have the you know the the comic book women there
0: why isn't wb learning lessons from wonder woman why are they taking lessons from batman v superman where lois lane is a plat point and despite wonder woman saving the day it's not her movie all right hot takes hot takes
2: i, I was like oh no petard's throne
0: petard's Throne.
1: all right well i think liz just just threw out the last point on that one <laughs> let's move on All right, so this is the point of the show where we check out our
2: petardar. Um, These are recommendations for listeners based on the pilot viewing experience, shows, podcasts, comics, anything's out there. I'll start things off. Um, I will recommend Dark Knight Returns. Um, I kind of just cut Frank Miller off right around 1993, and he died, and it was tragic. And I don't care what I see on Twitter anymore. He's gone. You know, and nothing after 1993 happened. So enjoy Dark Knight Returns without thinking about anything that happened afterwards. And also, if you can find this, because it's out of print, but there was a very fun, very cool X-Men versus Teen Titans crossover that involved Side, the Phoenix Force, and Raven. And it was collected in this one trade paperback I had that was like old school back in the day. Um, DC Marvel mashups, but I have no idea where you could find it now. But it's fun. It's worth your time if you see it in like a dollar bin.
0: Um, I would say if you are looking for TV shows, so a similar medium, definitely check out Young Justice. Uh, Young Justice is more or less a Teen Titans show. Uh, It's animated. It is also available on the DC app. They have a new season coming out in 2019. Additionally, there is DC animated. uh, There's Teen Titans versus Justice League and then just Teen Titans Judas Contract. Uh, Those two animated movies are really good you're looking for a more lighthearted Teen Titans. I really like Teen Titans Rebirth. It doesn't have Dick Grayson Robin. It has Damien, but Raven, Raven and Starfire are there if you're looking for something more current.
1: I'm going to toss out the the Fox series Gotham. It's really dark, I think a lot more effective. There's definitely some issues, at least with portrayals of mental illness, as Liz pointed out. Hang on until you lose interest because it, it doesn't get better with time. But there's definitely some high points in the series. Joker being my favorite aspect of that series. That's my favorite Joker. I stuck around till the fourth season, but it's it's really bad writing. It's almost It's very much genre, kind of like watching WWF at times. But if you want a dark superhero portrayal, with some fun characters, Gotham.
2: There's a really cool column that Liz wrote um, about Damian Wayne and his ethnicity, and it got some traction, I think, a month ago, um, but we'll link to it in the show notes, and it's very interesting. Well, you can explain it, Liz. I don't want to explain your article, but it was very cool and interesting.
0: Sure. So DC is coming out with a uh, a new line, uh, DC Zoom, which is meant for children, and it's primarily uh, young adult novels and then graphic novels aimed at children. And one of them features super sons. So that's Damien Wayne, which is Bruce Wayne's son, and then John Kent, which is Clark Kent's son. Uh, But in this book, for some reason, Damien is drawn white, and he's going by Ian. Uh, But Damien is of Middle Eastern background and Middle Eastern Chinese and white background. But he's always traditionally a person of color. And he's not the type of kid who would ever take a nickname. So I talked about how that was a pretty egregious whitewashing. Uh, Damien is also probably my favorite DC character because he reminds me of my cat. He's a jerk, but I love him.
2: <laughs> Very cool. Um, I did hyperlink that one into the show notes. Part four.
1: Alright, hoisters. Now for our fun part, we are going to do petard trivia. I will be hosting petard trivia. Liz was given a very brief uh, heads up during the recording tonight. So she is not prepared. And Drew has known about it for months now. So uh, a lot of bias. We were going to have another guest tonight, which didn't pan out. So I I was going to have like a Jeopardy style petard trivia. So we'll, you know, we'll save that for another day. Now we, we will have five questions with a possible tiebreaker and they will be, they're going to be pretty straightforward for the tiebreaker. It will come down to true or false if we have to decide a champion. So, um, and I will be the judge and the jury. I will award all points, may or may not give hints to the guest if they need them, you know, and Drew's buzzard's going to go like this buzz and Liz's buzz is going to go like this meow. Nice. Nice, I like that. Question number one. So what was the last movie slash TV series that we have seen Robin in a live action story? Meow. Liz? Uh
0: Batman Forever? Oh no, it's not. Just kidding.
1: Would you like to give another answer?
0: Well I was gonna say the Dark Knight rises.
1: Is that your final answer?
0: Yeah it is.
1: Can you repeat the question, Jimbo? When was the last time we saw Robin? The character Robin in a live-action story, either movie or TV series. Oh, um, sorry, I thought you said TV series. Um, Movie or TV series, live-action film. I don't watch Gotham, but maybe Gotham? I guess I'll go closest answer. I'm going to give Liz the point. Robin wasn't in the ba- Batman Rises, but I think they maybe referenced Dick Grayson or somebody.
0: No, but at the end of the movie, John Blake picks up the information for the Batcave, and she says he put it in your reg in your actual name, and he said, okay, then it's under Robin.
1: Oh, uh, so so they referenced Robin. Okay, the, so the correct answer that I was looking for was Batman and Robin 1997. I'm going to give Liz the point.
2: Okay.
0: Thanks.
1: He's. I guess he's kind of in Bat- Batman Rises. He was referenced at the very end. That's fine. Playing from behind.
0: I don't think he's in Gotham at all. I think that's why I got that.
1: His, his parents are in it. But there's like a feud between the Graysons and the other family. And there's like a Romeo and Juliet star-crossed <laughs> lovers where like Dick Grayson's parents are in love. It was actually a fun episode. I, I could uh, find it and put it in the petardar. All right. Next question. Question number two. Sticking with our, our, our similar topic here. During the opening in Rachel's dream, there is a neon sign at the circus. What does the sign say and which word has the lights go out?
2: Buzz. Drew. I don't remember, but if this is what it is, this is a trashy show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not right, because I agree that would be really trashy.
2: So is are the letters in big background flying Grayson's, and then does the flying go out?
1: That's correct. Drew's going to get that point. Oh, this show fucking sucks!
0: <laughs> I, I'm glad I, I didn't get that right, because I didn't want to admit that.
1: Okay, so we so we have a we have a one one tie here. We're going into question number three. During breakfast, what cereal was Rachel eating? Closest answer we'll get the point.
0: Meow? Liz. Lucky charms. <laughs> that
1: is not correct. Drew, would you have like to come in for a steal?
2: Buzz. Yes. Raisin bran, no
1: milk.
0: Oh, I remember now.
1: Go ahead, Liz. What is it?
0: Tricks. What? No, she uh, she already guessed,
1: dude. For one, she was way. Luckier charms is way closer than tricks. Liz is gonna get that point. Okay, it's definitely. I tricks. remember
2: that there was no milk. Okay, fine. Two to two to one. Some somehow the audio works now that Liz is getting points.
0: Listen, these conspiracy theories. You keep that to yourself, sir.
1: All right, all right, all right, all right. Touche. Question number four: Where was Titans filmed in real life? But. Where was it filmed, Drew? Toronto. That is correct. Drew's going to get that point. We are going into question number five with a two.
0: I was going to say in hell because that's
1: where it belongs. Oh. <laughs> Figuratively, you, you may have got a partial credit on that, but unfortunately, <laughs> Drew got it's, the correct answer. Where non-flying graces went. <laughs> All right. So we are going to probably avoid our tiebreaker question, which wasn't that good of a question. So question number five, we, I'm going to award a point for this question if I have to go down to true or false. Question number five. Most precise answer will get the point. On the news, what does the mayor of Detroit say about Robin? What are his... Buzz.
2: Go ahead, Drew. Sociopath.
1: Is that is that your final answer?
2: Dangerous sociopath. Dangerous sociopath.
1: Liz, would you like to hear the question again?
0: Yes, please.
1: On the news, what is the mayor of Detroit quoted as calling Robin in the mayor's own words?
0: These vigilante types are sociopaths.
1: Okay, I'm I'm going to give Drew the point. The correct answer is he was quoted as saying, this is a violent sociopath.
0: What?
1: So that was the correct answer. All right, answer. that's fair. That's fair. He was as precise, but he answered first. So, so Drew's going to get that point.
2: Liz, to be fair, I care so much. He does. He really does care.
0: It's true. Luckily, I... I've learned that if I don't care about games, I don't get sad when we lose.
1: <laughs> this earns its title, Petard Trivia. I, I don't think we spoke of anything that wasn't trivial, so...
0: You mean the whole show? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah? Here we go. Okay, um, I, man, I really hope that my recording is going okay, because my audio is not looking good.
2: It's hard to hear you, man. So we can, we can, we can take this one down. We can land this plane.
0: On the bright side, if we have to cut out that entire segment it just means drew loses
2: hmm. <laughs> we tied we were, we were technically tied
1: we'll see what happens we'll at least reference drew one in a close battle
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. liz, liz gets the tone liz gets what we're doing here
1: <laughs> mine mine looks a little better now now that i've gone way close and personal with with my mic If you can't tell by the plugs I'm about to announce, the show is officially over, but if you love us as much as we love us, we're going to stick around for a few more minutes. Plugs, as always, we would like to thank Jake Drew for our intro and outro music. If you would like Jake Drew to make you some intro or outro music, you can contact him. A link is in our show notes. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, kind of on Instagram, Facebook, you can go to our website, follow our blog so you can participate in our pre-recording discussions. Liz, anything else to plug besides your Twitter handle, which was, one one more time?
0: Lizzie Lynn Garcia. Lizzie is spelled with a Y because in sixth grade, I didn't want to be Lizzie McGuire. Um, but you can find my work and any work that I have probably edited on ButWhyThePodcast.com uh, ButWhyThePodcast.com
1: and we will add a link into the show notes for that as well. And um,
2: you can find us on Twitter at Pilots and Petards. Um, there's an "n" in the middle, but we're the only Twitter handle with those two words in it. You know, follow our blog. Get in there on the discussion zero. We're waiting on you to get back into it. And I also write retro movie, uh, retro superhero movie reviews on um, But Why Though Podcast dot com. And Liz edited my last one, which was about Spider Man Three.
1: And we will add that into the show notes as well. Read Drew's article on Spider Man Three, which I did not read yet. I'll I'll read after we uh, finish up here tonight. All right, um, that was cool, Liz. Thanks for coming on.
0: Thank you for having me. This was fun,
1: Liz. If you want to get back in the pod the podcast game, we would we would love to have you back whenever you're available. You know, maybe be a you know alternate, uh, Pilots and Petards alternate or something. We you know we would take that.
0: Yeah. Well, it just uh, just feel it free to hit me up, and I'll definitely do what I can. For sure so
1: and if you see a
2: show that you are like hmm, i wonder if i should watch this like just reach out dm us um and yeah when mo's on it's fun too mo mo uh she kicks the tires <laughs> she throws some elbows
1: yeah and for our faithful hoisters that are still listening mo met zero <gasps> on yeah. her, on her travel up to seattle and anyone from seattle if you own a bar and you're looking for another waitress on the weekends contact mo and so next week in shop talk mo is going to tell us about her encounter with our maybe most faithful listener zero yes. super fan super fan
2: um check this out uh liz as the cyclops of this podcast zero sent me this
0: that's funny that's cute love it
2: he's a wonderful super fan every day i'm hoistling drew out every day we
1: hoistling jimbo out
0: have a good night guys i suppose we're hoistling
1: yep <laughs> okay thanks a lot liz Thanks, Liz.
0: Thanks for having me. Bye, y'all.